It was 1916. A few years into the war, I was in the army. Infantry. Queen's Shorts. All Welsh division over in France. Episodes 1 to 9. The prison guard was making his round, and he was satisfied to notice that everything was quiet. More importantly, they were quiet. The legends had been quite loud since their arrival at the time prison, and none of the usual threats had an effect on them. They simply wouldn't be quiet. With two exceptions, though, the mad scientist and the poet. Those two had been a little too quiet, considering... State your name and occupation. The matronly woman wasn't happy to be on processing duty. Every single one of the legends had been difficult. Complaining, making silly demons, or just questioning everything. At this point, she was really looking forward to the end of her shift. Dr. Gwyn Davis. <clears throat> I invented time travel. And you expect a medal for that? Next! Gwen was escorted out of the room, but as he was leaving, he got a glimpse of Alan, who was going to be processed next. Things weren't so bad. At least this is what Gwen told himself to cope with the situation. He was finally reunited with Alan, and this was pretty much the only upside. Are we prisoners of war? the poet asked but the scientist wasn't able to provide an answer. He didn't even know what the charges against them were. All he knew was that they had trusted Mike the Fixer twice and that he had betrayed them twice in return. And who goes by the name Boxer Gold anyway? It's Booster! Booster Gold! came a familiar voice from the cell next door. But Gwyn ignored it. You know, Gwyn... You're quite handsome when you're sulking, Alan said with a smile. Yes, things could be worse. Breakfast, lunch and dinner were the legend's favorite time of the day. Not because of the food quality, who likes grey mush anyway, but because they could spend time together and check on each other. The first couple of days, they were hopeful. You'll see. We'll be out in no time. We're frigging legends. Sarah kept telling them. That was until the official news was brought to them abruptly. We have been cancelled? Astra repeated. They all shared the same look of shock. They had been sentenced to a lifetime in prison. I, I'm going to have our baby in jail? Sarah's hormones weren't acting up this time, and soon they were all crying with her, especially Gary. <laughs> the next morning, there was no happy reunion at breakfast. Instead, a gloomy atmosphere seemed to have surrounded the legend's table, and even the guards on duty felt depressed. They had started to grow accustomed to the loud group of time travellers. The legends weren't hungry, and they even avoided eye contact, because they were too afraid they might start crying again. Spooner's voice broke the heavy silence. When do legends go quietly? Astra instantly looked at her friend and smiled. Never. 
they never go quietly. And the legends seemed to steer from their sad mood. Gwyn spoke. Well, actually, I believe that going quietly is the key to escape this prison, for, you see, I have a plan. The prison guard was making his round and was satisfied to observe that everything was quiet. More importantly, the legends were quiet. Too quiet. Suddenly alarmed, the guard hurried to check in their respective cells. They were empty. All of them. The legends never go quietly. Only this time, they did. They did go so quietly that nobody noticed. He's lost it. Spooner was the first one to react. This is a terrible idea, Astra added. You're going to get yourself killed, Gary said, and they all feared he would start crying again. Let me take your place. I will do it, Alan offered. Sarah and Ava had mixed feelings too. Gideon was checking probabilities, and Dari didn't know what to think. They had noticed that Gwyn seemed disappointed by their lack of faith in him. The scientist had exposed his idea as discreetly as possible, considering his excitement, and while he didn't expect a standing ovation, he wasn't ready for those reactions. Berhard placed a comforting hand on Gwyn's shoulder. Guys, we've done craziest things in the past. I believe that Gwyn's plan could work. It's worth a try. According to my calculations, the odds for such a plan to be successful are... We don't want to know, Gideon, Berhard interrupted her. Gary was about to protest when a siren sounded the end of breakfast time. Back in the cell they were sharing, Gwyn was sitting on the edge of his bed while Alan was pacing restlessly. You disapprove. The scientist said quietly. Can you blame me? Alan replied, trying his best not to sound too upset. You told me that you invented time travel to save me, and now that you got me back, you're about to risk your life. Of course, I disapprove. Gwen had told Alan about the fate of the unit in Mamet's woods. He had told him about how he couldn't live in a world without him in it. He would have shown him the dog tags he had carried since Alan's passing, but he had placed them on Robert Allen for younger Gwen to find. As the scientist watched Alan pace, he could understand his reluctance to let him carry on his plan. What if I gave you my word that I will come back to you? Alan stopped pacing. He was about to tell Gwyn that it wasn't enough, but then he saw the scientist's smile and the expression of love in his eyes as he was looking at him. That's when the poet knew it was enough. You better come back to me, Gwen, or I swear I'll get you back myself. Powers inhibitors were active in the prison, preventing Astra and Spooner from using their abilities. Berhard's totem had been confiscated, and Gary was wearing a prison bracelet that forced him to stay in his human form. Gwyn and Gideon had managed to build a rudimentary scanner, and the scientists wiped the prison with it. 
The guards were used to this odd man who sometimes talked to himself, and they didn't think twice when they saw him wander about. From time to time, when Gwyn would wander in an off-limit area, they would gently escort him back to his cell. The scientist never resisted, never protested or raised his voice. The guards couldn't possibly know that this was just an act, and that the quiet prisoner was, in fact, looking for a blind spot. My plan is simple, Gwyned explained. Once we locate a blind spot, Astra will turn me into a tiny version of myself. One of you will carry me and get me as close to the storage area as possible. I will retrieve one of the keys from Mr. John's mansion and we will be able to escape in the pocket dimension. The plan did sound simple enough, and yet the legends couldn't help but fear for Gwen's safety. It's way too dangerous, Gwen, Sarah said during lunchtime when they gathered again. Her tone suggested that, as the captain, she was forbidding this plan to be put into motion. What Sarah means is that some of us are more experienced in the field and that you're much more valuable to us as the brain of the operation, Eva added, trying to smooth Tara's words, while the rest of the team nodded in approval. But Gwyn was a stubborn man. I hear you. However, you are all very loud. If one of you suddenly goes missing, it won't go unnoticed. But me? I am the quiet one that nobody remembers. I'm telling you, I'm your best chance to escape this place. Silence greeted him. They were all staring at Sarah, and Berat smiled. You know, he does have a point. Fine, Sarah sighed. Tiny Gwyn it is, then. And that's when the siren sounded the end of lunchtime. Please come back to me. At first, Astra and Gwyn had planned to go to the blind spot alone, but Alan had objected that it might look suspicious if she suddenly turned out to be alone. He offered to come along because, of course, he also wanted to be there for Gwyn. As they reached the spot, a recess in one of the prison's corridor, Astra told Alan to keep watch, but before they left him, he kissed Gwen and whispered, In the river I see you, for you'll always be you, and I will always be me, Gwen replied. They exchanged a smile, and the poet took his position to make sure that Astra wouldn't be interrupted. As he heard her cast the spell, he couldn't refrain from praying, Please, come back to me. Gwen was keeping a brave face, but as the time neared when the plan would be put in motion, he was getting nervous and Astra noticed that he looked agitated. If you're having second thoughts, someone else can do it. Gwen shook his head. No, no, I want to do this. As Astra started chanting, the scientist closed his eyes. You can open your eyes now, Gwen. The scientist carefully opened one eye, then the other. Oh, was all he could say. Astra was kneeling in front of him, smiling. 
she had the size of a giant. In fact, everything looked gigantic. Astra placed her hand next to Gwyn, palm up to allow him to climb on it. Then she cautiously brought her hand to the front pocket of her jumpsuit. You'll be safe in there, she promised. As Gwen fell into the pocket, Astra started laughing. I'll grant you this, you look cute as a tiny version of yourself. As she started walking to rejoin Alan, Gwen had to admit that being tiny wasn't so bad. The pocket was warm and cozy, and as Astra walked, it felt as if he was gently rocked. Tiny Gwen could have easily dozed off, but the legends were counting on him to escape the prison. Where is he? Alan instantly asked when Astra showed up. Tiny Gwen's head popped out of Astra's pocket, and despite himself, Alan couldn't help but be impressed. So it is true then. Magic is real. Astra motioned him to get moving, and Tiny Gwyn hid back in the pocket. Meanwhile, the legends were scattered all around the prison by groups of two or three. They thought that Gwyn's disappearance would go unnoticed if they didn't stay all together. Astra and Alan made their way to the storage area, or at least as close as they could get. But when Astra placed Tiny Gwen on the floor, Alan flinched. No, I can't let you do this. It's way too dangerous. You're so tiny. You will get hurt or worse. Let's find another way to break out of prison. He kneeled down, ready to pick up Gwen, but the tiny scientist suddenly started running towards the storage area. Gwen, come back here, Alan shouted. Seems like even when he's tiny, your boyfriend is quite the stubborn one, Astra smirked. What are we going to do now? Now? We wait for Gwen to return with the key, of course. When Alan decided that it was too dangerous for tiny Gwen to retrieve the mansion's key by himself, Gwen ran away, as fast as he could. But he was a scientist not an athlete, and he soon had to take a break to catch his breath. That's when he realized that maybe Alan was right. Everything was too big around him. He was so tiny. How would he even manage to reach the shelves in the storage room? I am going to fail them, he said out loud as he sat on the floor feeling defeated. That was until he jumped on his feet when he heard a voice addressing him. Aren't you cute? Gwyn looked up and saw a young woman staring at him. Who are you? How did you find me? I'm Alessa, and I was kind of hoping to hide here, but the spot is obviously taken already. Wait, I know you. You do? Gwyn couldn't believe it. Usually no one knew who he was. Yeah, you're that dude who invented time travel to save the love of his life, and you became a legend. I suppose this is correct, Gwyn said, a bit disappointed that she didn't know him by name. You look like you could need a friend, Alisa went on, and she picked up tiny Gwyn despite his complaints. As a matter of fact, I know just the person who could help you. Alisa started walking, and tiny Gwyn noticed that she was quite sneaky. 
She seemed to have no problems avoiding the guards, and she even managed to break into one cell, much to the occupant's surprise. But Gwen was even more surprised. Miss Lizzie? I'm so happy to see you! Miss Lizzie, also known as Zari 4.0, had jumped up from her bunk, ready to give the intruder a piece of her mind, when her eyes fell on tiny Gwen, who was currently in Alisa's hand. Gwen, is that you? Yes, yes, it's me. But how? You know what? Never mind. What are you doing here? And by here I mean in my cell, not in prison. I know what you're doing in prison. Well, you see, Miss Lizzie, I had this idea that if I could find a blind spot, then Miss Astra could use her magic to turn me into a tiny version of myself. That way, I would be able to get one of the mansion's keys. And how is it going so far? Well, if I am entirely honest, Miss Lizzie, I should have worked on the details of my plan a bit further. Now that I'm tiny, I realize there are way more complications than I initially anticipated. He looked quite disappointed in himself, and Lizzie gently held out her hand. Come here, let me give you a tiny hug. You seem to need one. Alisa grinned at the mention of the tiny hug, and when Gwen was safely on Lizzie's palm, she bid them goodbye. I'll be off now, but if you need someone to help you break into the storage room, you know where to find me. Neither Gwen nor Lizzie knew where to find her, actually, but they politely nodded. Goodbye for now, Miss Alisa, and thank you very much for your help. Once Alisa was gone, she made sure to leave the cell's door open, Lizzie placed Gwen on the berg, and she sat down next to him, before gently tousling his hair with one finger. Ah, what are you doing, Miss Lizzie? Giving you my version of a tiny hug. I can't actually hug you properly, can I? I don't think I like being tiny. And yet you're so cute. <laughs> but that's not what is going to get me into the storage room. No, but you're not alone. I'm going to help you. Well, we are going to help you. We? He repeated, a bit surprised. Yep, we. Me, Jennifer, and Ally. We managed to infiltrate the prison. Or rather, we managed to get arrested. To assist the legends in breaking out. She left out the part where they didn't plan anything past the point of being arrested. Come on, let's find them. She placed tiny Gwen on her shoulder and she walked out of the cell while Gwen tried to hold on for dear life. Maybe now was a good time to tell her that he had developed a fear of heights only minutes ago when Alisa was carrying him about. I'm going after him and none of you will stop me, Gary decided. He was right about the last point. None of the legends did stop him, mostly because they all felt like going after Gwyn, or at least try and find him. But that would definitely endanger the mission. All right, you have two hours, Gary. If by then you didn't locate Gwen, then we will launch a rescue mission. Sarah motioned him to leave before Alan could disapprove, and Gary didn't waste any time. He started asking around if anyone had seen the bearded scientist, but no one even seemed to remember who he was. No one except Ali. She grabbed Gary's arm from behind, making him scream in terror. Please, don't hurt me! 
He turned around and came face to face with a tall woman with long wavy red hair, who looked quite amused. And why would I hurt you in the first place? Wait, I know you. You're that artist who draws us all the time. That's a way to put it. <laughs> My name's Allie, in case you wonder. Yeah, sure. Um, what are you doing here? Right now? Helping you locate Gwen, obviously. Gary's hopes went off the roof. Please tell me that you know where he is. Ali pointed a finger in the direction of Lizzie, who was approaching. Lizzie! Gary shouted happily. And Gwen! Shush, don't be so loud, Gary. He instantly started whispering. Sarah, give me two hours to find you. What are we going to do now? Gwen looked annoyed. We get the mansion's key, of course, with the help of Miss Lizzie, Miss Ali, and Miss Jennifer. I see. A little like Charlie's Angels, then. Who? Gwyn asked, but Lizzie ignored him as she had become quite excited about the adventure. After the sirens of space-time, here comes Gwyn's Angels. But those angels need a bit of a plan. Jennifer has found a way to walk around the prison unnoticed. I think she could get us into the storage room. Although, this might attract too much attention if we all go together. Hmm. Lizzie and Gary, do you mind creating a distraction while I take Gwen to Jennifer and we go retrieve the key? Whatever you do, just make sure that the guards remain as far away from the storage room as possible. On it. Ali placed the palm of her hand against Lizzie's shoulder, and tiny Gwen, who looked a bit pale, climbed on it. Just like Astra did before, Ali placed him in her jumpsuit front pocket, and she then went to Jennifer's cell. Hi, Jennifer. Do you mind if we borrow you for a little while? The brown-haired woman smiled awkwardly, but she was actually looking forward to a little adventure, more so when she learned it was to help the legends escape. I just hope that we won't see a cat during the mission. I get terribly distracted whenever I see a cat. Well, unless Zari turns into a cat again, I think we should be safe. Gwen's head popped out of the pocket. Why would Miss Zari turn into a cat? And why did you say, again? That's a long story, Gwen. They made their way to the storage room, and as they were approaching, some guards ran past them. Apparently, there was some sort of chaos orchestrated by a few of the legends in another part of the prison. Ali and Jennifer exchanged a glance. Gary and Lizzie were obviously getting a lot of attention. But as they reached the storage room and Jennifer was flexing her way to open the door, they were all startled when they heard the voice of a woman behind them. And what do you think you're doing, exactly? Turning around, they saw a woman dressed like she belonged to some kind of special force team. She was definitely not an inmate, which meant that they were in trouble. Dang! We just got busted! But as Ali and Jennifer looked upset, Gwyn had recognized the voice of the woman and he popped his head out of Ali's pocket, waving. Good day to you, Miss Iris. Would you mind giving us a hand, please? During his time with the legends, Gwen had learned that nothing ever went according to plan. 
for some strange or mystical reason, something always went awry and today was not different. Yet Gwyn wished that things could have worked out nicely for once. Jennifer had disappeared, but no one seemed to wonder why her power of invisibility was working when everyone else's power wasn't inside the prison. Care to fill me in? Iris asked casually. Ali glanced at Gwen. Since he seemed to know her, she trusted him to decide whether it was safe to share their plan with her or not. The scientist seemed hesitant at first, and Ali gently nudged him. We are trying to get out of prison. We? Before Gwen could speak further, Ali intervened. What about introductions? I'm Ali. You don't strike me as part of the prison staff, and you're obviously not an inmate. I'm not. You can call me Iris. I'm here to help, Gwen. Are you popular today? The scientist had to admit that she had a point. He wasn't used to get so much attention, and he didn't know what to think about it. Meanwhile, Jennifer had seemingly reappeared out of nowhere. What's the plan? Go inside the storage room, retrieve one of the mansion's keys, and have Gwyn safely return to the Legends. And what about the security cameras inside the storage room? Judging by the expression on their faces, they hadn't thought about that. Tell you what. I'll take care of the cameras while you retrieve the key. Iris took a small device out of her pocket and started fiddling with it. Go! Now! And hurry up! Jennifer and Ali rushed inside the storage room while Gwen remained tucked inside Ali's pocket. A large cabinet was occupying an entire wall and Ali cursed under her breath. Please tell me that they filed all of your belongings under legends. But Gwen wasn't listening. I just got an idea. The original plan was for me to take one of the keys since I wouldn't be able to carry more than one. But now you can retrieve all of them. It would make the escape part easier and it would also prevent the Time Masters to use one of those keys. The last part had been Gwen's plan biggest flow. Even if the legends managed to escape, they would have to find a way to either seal off any access to the mansion or make sure that they wouldn't be followed through it. Either way, the mansion would most probably be lost to the legends. But no, there was hope. All right, let's find those keys. Ali went straight for the letter L. But of course, there were no files named Legends. More worrying, there seemed to be no file about any of the Legends. As Jennifer and Ali kept searching for the keys, Gwen was getting incredibly nervous. He kept looking at the cameras and he almost fell off Ali's pocket twice. Gwen, you need to remain still. I can't look for the keys and look after you at the same time. The scientist apologized and simply stared as Ali was checking each drawer, just like Jennifer did. This is taking way too long. Maybe they filed our belongings under a name other than the legends, because they don't like us very much? Gwyn suggested. Of course! Gwyn, you're a genius. 
I know, I know. Ali instantly went to the letter O, and there it was. A file labelled Outcasts and Misfits, with a box containing the legend's belongings. Instead of taking just the keys, Jennifer and Ali decided to take everything, and they split the objects between the two of them. Soon, Gwyn was surrounded by his pocket watch, Berhard's totem, and some jewelry. Once they were done, they left the storage room only to discover that Iris was gone. I don't like this. Why would she help us only to bail out on us? Gwyn, you were checking the security cameras. Did you notice anything odd about them? You mean, apart from the shiny red dot underneath each of them? Oh, crap. Gwen remembered all too well last time someone had said, Oh, crap. It was seconds before Bishop landed on his time machine with a toilet, though the scientists knew this was bad. Very bad. Toilet bad. Gwen, I want you to stay put and hold on to anything you can. I really hope you don't suffer from motion sickness. She then turned towards Jennifer. Run! Gwen had barely time to hold on to one of the keys for dear life. Ali started running while the scientists started praying. Give me your hand, Jennifer suddenly urged Ali, who immediately complied. Jennifer's ability was passed on to Ali, and both women managed to run unnoticed by the guards until they reached Gwyn's cell. Alan was there, working on a new poem to try and fight off his growing concern for his boyfriend, and he looked rather surprised when the two women burst in. Ali didn't let him time to speak. We kind of succeeded and kind of failed at the same time. We were caught on camera. You were what? Alan asked, but Jennifer ignored him. I have an idea. I will give myself up and take the blame. I'll say that uh, Ali was an unwilling participant. Gwen's head popped out of Ali's pocket and Alan's face instantly brightened. He made a gesture as if he wanted to pick Gwen, but Ali gave him a glance and he backed away. Sadly, the cameras will show that Miss Ali has been searching the cabinet as well. However, Miss Ali could use one of the keys and we could wait for you all in the mansion. Miss Jennifer, I trust you will be able to give the keys to the rest of the legends without getting caught? Of course, I expect you to join us as well. Alan smiled. This was typical Gwen. Because Ali and Jennifer helped him and now faced punishment for it, the scientist considered that it was his duty to make sure they would be safe. You don't leave a man behind, Alan quoted. Ali gently helped Gwen getting out of her pocket and she placed him on the berg. Alan sat next to him, kissed one of his own fingers and poked Gwen with it. Slightly puzzled, the scientist stared at him. What are you doing? Kissing tiny you, obviously. Ali and Jennifer looked amused and exchanged a smile when Gwyn blushed. Then, Ali emptied her pockets and handed Gwyn's watch to Alan. You might wish to hold on to that for Gwyn. Alan took the watch and he was about to thank Ali when a young woman rushed inside the cell, 
holding something in her hand. What? I don't have much time. She paused when she saw Tiny Gwen standing on the bulk. Wow! So it was true. The guards are looking for you both, Ali and Jennifer, as well as for Tiny Version of Gwen. I told them that it wasn't really Gwen, just something I had grabbed for comfort. She placed what she was holding in her hand next to Tiny Gwen. It was a tiny crocheted Gwen. How come you could keep a crochet set in here? That's just it. I couldn't, but I did, which means that the guards are after me as well, and they have threatened to harm my tiny wind. Imagine if they find not one, but two tiny wind. They must just hurt both of them. Gwen looked horrified, and Ali blew on him as if he was a small candle. What was that for? To prevent you from fainting. Who said I was going to faint? I had a premonition. I'll explain later. Let's go! What if the key won't work because magic and powers are impaired here? Ali paused when she heard Gwen. The key was already in the cell's door hall, ready to be used. Cathy and Arlen exchanged a concerned glance. Have a little faith, Gwen. I know it's going to work. Alan admired Ali's confidence, but Gwen hid back in the pocket, too scared to witness the outcome. He heard as she turned the key and opened the door. See? Just as I told you. It worked. She retrieved the key and stepped inside the mansion, followed by Cathy and Alan, who closed the door behind him. I can't believe I'm actually in John's Constantine mansion. She was looking around her in Eve, just like Alan. Ali, on the other hand, seemed quite unimpressed. You had a vision of this place, hadn't you? Gwyn guessed. Of course she had. You keep a rather interesting company, Gwen. They all startled when they heard Arissa's voice. The woman came out of a dark corner, smiling. Who is that? That's a very good question. Iris here was supposed to help us, but she betrayed us instead. Did I? What about the security cameras that you were supposed to disable? Yeah, about that. My tech isn't always reliable in a time prison. Sorry, but hey, you managed to retrieve the keys and escape on your own. But how do you get here? From what Katie had heard around, only the legends had a key to John's mansion in the pocket dimension, and Iris wasn't one of them. Me? I got a key, of course. Wait. You had a key? Even before we broke in the storage room? That's about right. A heavy silence followed, as they were all flabbergasted by the revelation. Don't stare at me like that. I had to make sure that you'd be up to the task. Gwen bit his lower lip, forcing himself to refrain from asking, what task? Cathy poked Alan's arm. What about we look for the kitchen? I don't know about you, but after months of eating green much, I'm craving for proper food. Alan was all too happy to go with her, as he had a feeling that Ali, Gwen and Iris's talk might get heated. Why don't you get straight to the point? Didn't you have a vision about it? Don't push your luck. Still safely tucked in Ali's pocket, 
Gwen was starting to worry. He had encountered Iris before, and he knew that she had a natural talent at irritating people. Someone is after Sarah Lance and Avery Sharp's baby. Because the child is unique, a bounty has been placed to kidnap Sarah and get rid of anyone standing in the way. In other words, there's a bounty on the legend's head. Tiny Gwyn gasped, but he didn't faint. I'm trying to identify who placed the bounty in the first place, but you need to keep Sarah and the legends safe. How do we know that we can trust your words? Especially after what happened with the security cameras. I didn't have any visions of this threat. How do I know you're not telling lies? You don't. But the question is, are you willing to take such a risk and dismiss what I just told you? That would be quite a gamble. Iris smirked, waved goodbye, and activated a teleporting device, vanishing instantly. I hate it when people do that. Cathy and Alan found the kitchen easily, and Cathy was quite happy to discover that the mansion couldn't run out of supplies thanks to a few spells cleverly said by Astro when the legends were stuck in 1925. I love magic. I hope that Astra will teach me a few tricks. And I hope that she will turn Gwen back to his normal size first. Alan wanted to hold his boyfriend in his arms without risking crushing him in the process. Don't worry. As soon as the legends will get the keys, they will come here and Astra will turn Gwen back to normal. You will be able to kiss him properly. Alan liked the sound of that and he smiled at the young woman. Following her directions, he helped her prepare a meal, and by the time the table was set, Ali entered in the kitchen. Iris is not joining us? When Alan and Cathy didn't hear the sound of an argument, they became confident that the situation had been sorted peacefully. However, the concerned expression on Gwyn and Ali's faces seemed to tell a different story. Ali sat at the table and placed Tiny Gwyn on it. Alan had built a makeshift tiny table and chair for him, and Katie had found a coffee set that she could use for him as well. Too bad I can go in a toy store. I could have bought a dollhouse and accessories for Gwyn. She was trying to brighten the mood, but she could sense that Ali and Gwyn were concerned, and she started fiddling with her crocheted Gwyn. According to Iris, there's a bounty on the legends. Someone wants Sarah and Ava's baby. But how do they know about the pregnancy? Alan wondered, still unaware that the legends were really famous. It's not exactly a secret. Everyone knows about the pregnancy. Cathy placed a pot on the table. As the unconsenting would say, you can't fight demons on an empty stomach. Let's eat. Then we can come out with a plan to save the legends. Easier said than done. Once the legends escape the time prison, they'll be chased by time masters and bounty hunters. <sighs> Even behind bars, they manage to get into trouble. But if they stay in the mansion, then they will be safe. Although, they can't hide forever. They all fell silent, but they startled when a familiar voice could be heard. I hope you saved your plate for me. It smells delicious. Can't you 
I don't know, knock? Or announce yourself when you teleport? You'll end up giving one of us a heart attack if you keep popping up without warning. Iris shrugged and motioned Alan to sit back at the table where she remained standing. I'll have to remember it next time. Did you find who plays a bounty on the legends? Well, something came up. In other words, you failed. Let's just say that I might have triggered an alarm when poking for information. Ali was about to say something when her face changed. Tiny Gwen worried instantly. Are you going to faint, Miss Ali? Alan, Katy, and even Iris shared the same concern, but they remained silent. After what seemed a very long time, Ali finally spoke. You didn't only trigger an alarm. You brought attention upon us. In one of my visions, I saw the lifeless bodies of the legends scattered around this mansion. It didn't make much sense to me back then, but in light of what you just told us, and considering I remembered that you, Kati, and myself were amongst the victims, it's safe to say that the bounty hunters have found a way to access the mansion. About that, you should know that Jennifer was caught before she could hand all the keys to the legends. She pretended that she stole the keys for herself. But bottom line, there are a couple of keys at large. Just as she finished talking, they heard footsteps approaching in a hurried manner. Someone had managed to gain access to the mansion. Grab anything you can use as a weapon. We won't go quietly. Alan grabbed a kitchen knife. Katty armed herself with a rolling pin. Iris fished a small futuristic gun from her pocket and Ali grabbed a fire iron. When she saw Tiny Gwen holding the tiny fork from the coffee set, she realized that he was an easy target and most certainly their weak spot if he got caught. Gwen, I need you to hide for the time being. No one except for us and the legends knows about you being a tiny version of yourself. We can use this to our advantage. You will be our secret weapon. Ali picked him up gently and had him hide in the lowest shelf of a cupboard. Gwen didn't look pleased at first, but the idea of being their secret weapon was quite exciting. Hidden behind tin cans, he could still see the rest of the group, and he started to worry for them. What if they were arrested again, or worse? In her vision, Ali had seen them all dead. The kitchen door flew open, but from his observation point, Gwyn couldn't see who entered. You! What a relief! Glad you made it out of jail! When Gwen saw them all place their weapons aside, he left his hiding spot and recognized Gideon and Gary, who started talking at the same time, making it impossible for them to understand what they were saying. Everyone started upon hearing the loud bang, and they turned towards Iris. What? I came up with the first idea I could think of to make them shut up. Iris was still holding the heavy ladder she had used to hit the pot in which Katty had cooked the meal. Also, I'm still starving. Gideon and Gary stated that they were hungry too. There's plenty of food left. Let me warm it up for you. Gwen was picked up by Alan and placed on the table while everyone sat back. What is the rest of the legend status? Iris told us there was a bounty on the legends. 
Gary's face dropped and Gideon explained that when Jennifer got caught before she could hand them all the keys, Sarah decided that they would all gather at one location and use a single key. Sadly, the alarm sounded before they could reach said location. Gary started whining. I knew this was a terrible plan. Miss Sharp said that we should reach the mess hall separately to avoid attracting attention. And now we don't even know if they are safe. Oh, I could help with that. I believe that I can still teleport inside the prison. I can't check if they have been caught or not. Can you teleport in my key with you if you locate him? This is not Star Trek, Katie. My teleporter only works for my DNA. If anyone else tries to use it, they will be turned into grey mush. Gwen gently poked Ali. What is Star Trek? Oh, it's my favorite show. It's a science fiction show created in the 60s about a starship and its crew exploring space. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of He the... won't get the reference, Katie. Fascinating, was all Gwen could say. Oh my god, he sounds like Data. Who? Ali rolled her eyes. Ah, my favorite character from the show. But I'll tell you more about him later. We have more pressing matters to deal with. Iris, can you find out what happened with the rest of the legends? Preferably without triggering any alarm? Aye aye, Captain. Meanwhile, Kati and myself will try to locate someone who could be a great help to us. Gwen, you're coming with us. Before he or Alan could object... Ali placed the tiny scientist back in her pocket. Gideon, Gary, and Alan, would you mind going through the mansion's library? Try to find a way to make sure that no one else but us can use the keys. Good luck, everyone. Where are we going? Ali, Katie, and tiny Gwen, who was safely hidden in Ali's pocket, had left the mansion and were now walking in a busy street. Both women were quite relieved to see that no one was paying attention to them. They were still fugitives, and the Time Masters were most probably trying to locate them. I know someone who should probably be able to help us find out who placed that bounty on the legends. And I think you may know her too. They reached a small house set between two buildings, and Ali rang the bell. A familiar face opened the door. Surprise! Dia! Allie! Kati! What are you guys doing here? Weren't you in jail with the legends? When did you get out? Oh, and hello, by the way. May we come in? Yes, of course. Welcome in my little home. Tia led them in a cozy living room and offered them something to drink before taking place in an armchair. So... To what do I owe the pleasure of your visit? I'm afraid that we and the legends are in trouble. And I was hoping you could help us out. I am all ears. Katia and myself were indeed locked in the time jail, hoping to help the legends break out. Gwen had a plan. Aster was to turn him into a tiny version of himself, and he would sneak into the storage room and retrieve one of the keys to Constantine's mansion in the pocket dimension. Hmm, why do I have a feeling that the plan went off the rails? It only partially did. Indeed. <laughs> Alan, Gwen, and Katya and myself managed to escape first. Then Gideon and Gary escaped too and reached the mansion. But we don't know what happened to the rest of the legends. Iris, who's 
kind of helping us, has the ability to teleport, and she went back to check on them in time prison. And that's not all. Tiny Gwen, who was getting tired of hiding, decided to show himself. She forgot to mention that I'm still tiny. Wow, this is sounding like an episode of Legends of Tomorrow. Also, Tiny Quinn, cute. Anyways, um, so let me see if I got it all right. Um, so you guys managed to break out of jail using Constantine's key to the pocket dimension, but you don't know what happened to the rest of the legends, and someone placed a bounty on them. That's about right. We also know that there might be a few keys in the wind. Gideon, Gary, and Alan are currently searching for a way to make sure that only our keys can be used to reach the pocket dimension. Luckily, Gary was John Constantine's apprentice. He knows his way around magic. And what do you need me for? I mean, apart from moral support, of course. We need to find out who placed the bounty on the legends. And I thought about you, given your skills and connections as a journalist of sorts. Can't you trigger one of your visions? What? You know about her visions? See, that's exactly why I think you're the right person for this job. And no, sadly my visions can't be triggered. I may be able to help with that. With Miss Gideon's and Miss Iris' assistance, I could build a neural stimulator that would trigger your visions once activated. And can you make it so that she would be able to describe what she sees as it is happening? And then I can write everything down. And Ali can draw what she saw afterwards, so you can compare notes. Gwen looked up at Ali, a concerned expression on his face. But of course, it's up to you to decide whether you want to go through with this or not. If you don't feel comfortable with this idea, I'm sure we can find another way to gather some clues to whoever placed that bounty on us. No, I'm in. Great, let me pack a bag, and then we can go. Can I raid your kitchen for supplies? We're kind of sure in the mansion. Sure. From what you told me, my house will be compromised soon, so take anything you need, and then let's go save the legends. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't you dare run out of power now. Iris had managed to teleport back inside the time prison and to check on the legends, warning them about the bounty. She had also managed to do so without triggering any alarm. Until now. As she was about to teleport back to the mansion in the pocket dimension, a light on her device turned red. Of course, when she tried to teleport, she couldn't. Why is technology so annoying? Whoever designed this device could have thought about adding a feature telling how many jumps I can still make. But did they think about that? Of course they didn't. And who finds herself in trouble because of it? Me. Iris had two options. Either find a way to recharge her device, or try to put her hands on one of the legend's keys to the mansion. Why choose one when I could do both? By the time Iris reached the mansion, Tia was already working on her laptop in the kitchen. Tiny Gwen was sitting on a matchbox, staring at the screen with fascination, while Ali was helping Cutty sorting what they had brought from Tia's house. I'm back! Nothing went according to plan, but I didn't trigger any alarm. And who might you be? Oh, hello, I'm Tia. You must be Iris. Welcome back, Iris. 
Do we want to know what happened in the prison? No, you don't want to know. Of course we want to know. Did you locate the legends? How are they doing? Yes, I did locate them, and they're doing okay for the most part. They are no longer allowed to gather all together, but I did manage to warn them all about the bounty. Speaking of which, did you make any progress about it? Kinda. Gwen is going to build a neural stimulator to trigger my visions, but he needs some of your tech. Speaking of your visions, Ali, you never told us how they started or how they work. Would you mind telling us a little more about them? Sure. Well, you see, it was almost a year ago. I started having these dreams. They felt very prophetic. I'd see these faces, and I could not get them out of my mind. So I tried drawing them. I'm not exactly sure why, but I thought it might help. My first drawings were not good at all, but I kept at it and they got better. Eventually I started seeing moments and not just faces and I would try to draw or paint them as best I could. I, I sort of felt like I was going crazy. Then one day these people appeared in my house calling themselves the time police and they arrested me and locked me in time jail. Just because you had visions? That's so sick. I was really scared. I had no idea what was happening. I heard them say something about the legends. So I started asking my fellow inmates what they meant. And they started telling me stories that they'd heard about all of you. I'd been there for what felt like a couple months at least. And then the legends showed up. I almost couldn't believe they were real. This would make a fantastic podcast. Maybe another time. Okay, back to business. Gwen, can you make me a list of what you need exactly? Also, did Gideon and Alan find anything yet? I did check on them earlier, and they haven't found anything yet. Also, Alan seems to be more focused in finding a spell to get Gwen back to his normal size. That is quite understandable. Now that we could finally have a lovely Quillin ship, Quinn is tiny. Oh, please, don't blush, Quinn. We ship Avalanche and Quillin, Captain Canary, Natari, Esperastrion, etc. Anyways, um, I did manage to log on to my databases. So now all we need is a vision from Allie. Uh, guys? About the newest stimulator Gwen is supposed to build, he just gave me a rough list of what he needs and sure, I can get the required parts, but it's going to take at least three months because the shutters are secretary in my dimension. And there we have the famous expect the plan to go off the rails. Well then, let's just throw away the plan. We need to set objectives. That's Still making plans in my book. Now, Iris is quite right, actually. Uh, the definition of making plans is a detailed scheme or method for attaining an objective. See? Just like I said. Throwing away the previous plan doesn't necessarily mean improvise. We need to at least decide what we will do next. Yeah, you do have a point there. Wait, when did one fall asleep? What? Gwen was no longer sitting on the matchbox. 
he had placed his tiny glasses and his tiny jacket on it, had wrapped himself in a napkin and had laid down directly on the table. He was sound asleep. I suppose it makes sense. Because he's tiny? Maybe he gets tired faster? I'll crochet him a proper blanket. And I will look around to see if there's something that can be used as a bed for him. That's exactly what I was talking about when I mentioned setting objectives. How is making a tiny bed for Tiny Gwen the priority? In case you have all forgotten, he's a World War I veteran. He's used to sleep wherever he can. It doesn't mean that he's not allowed to have a cozy bed. Fine. While you're all pamper, Gwen, I'll focus on finding a way to get more information about the bounty. I've got an idea. Weren't you supposed to find a bed for Gwen? Oh, no need. Allie got it covered. While you were talking, I emptied another matchbox, filled the bottom with cotton, and a piece of napkin. Cute, but I'm still going to crochet a blanket for him. Are you going to wake him up so he can enjoy his new bed? I have a better idea. Ali scooped Tiny Gwen very carefully in the palm of her hand and gently placed the sleeping scientist in the matchbox. I was literally holding my breath here. Me too. I was afraid this would wake him up. I was about to say something, but you know what? Never mind. Oh, admit it. You were holding your breath too. No, I wasn't. No, come on. It's okay to admit that you care about Tiny Gwen too. Fine, alright. I find Tiny Gwen cute. Are you happy now? Oh, I'm always happy. Except when I'm not. Ali, is there something wrong? You seem worried. I was thinking about Alan. He really wants Gwen back to his normal size, ASAP. And you're worried that only Astra can reverse the spell? But with Astra locked away in the time prison. One problem at a time, okay? Plus, we doesn't seem to mind being tiny. Iris is right. Let's focus on one problem at a time. We need to find a way to trigger your visions. I can always tase you. Thanks, but no thanks. I know what we can do! Shh, not so loud. You're going to wake up Wing. Oops, I'm so sorry. Um, what about hypnosis? That could work, I suppose. You know how to hypnotize people? I don't, but I'm sure that Gideon can. Or at least she probably has the knowledge. Worst case scenario, it doesn't work and we find a different way to trigger your visions. I can always- No! no! Gwen woke up with a start and he looked around him, obviously confused. Look at what you have done. Me? You were the one willing to tase me. This is really not helping, girls, okay? Quinn has no idea what we're talking about. And he's probably wondering what he's doing inside a matchbox. He can hear you, you know. I just remembered that I had some investigating to do. And I will check on Gideon. Um, see if she can help us with the whole hypnosis thingy. And I guess Kati is off to crochet a blanket for Gwyn. Typical. As Iris, Tia and Katy left the kitchen, Gwen climbed out of the matchbox and put his tiny glasses on before inquiring what this was all about. By this, he meant everything, from the tiny bed to why the girls had been shouting. When we saw that you were asleep, 
you decided that you needed a proper bed. Hence the matchbox. It wasn't exactly ideal, but I guess it's still more comfortable than sleeping on a table wrapped up in a napkin? Gwen nodded. He did, in fact, sleep quite well. We started discussing a way to trigger my visions. Iris suggested to tase me and... Oh, right. You don't know what a taser is. It's a device used to electrically stun and temporarily incapacitate someone. Gwen looked horrified because he was picturing some dangerous device. Anyway, we decided against it. And to try hypnosis instead? We're hoping that Gideon can help us. I don't suppose you know how to hypnotize people. While Gwen was familiar with the notion, he had no idea how to hypnotize someone. There's also the matter of you being tiny. Alan is trying to find a way to return you to your normal size, but I'm afraid that we need to take into consideration the fact that Astra may be the only one able to reverse the spell. I have a feeling that this idea will not sit well with Alan, and I'd like to know how you feel about it. We'll look after you. Don't worry. Gwen was about to reply when Iris and Cathy rushed inside the kitchen. Alan has lost it. He has decided to go back to the time prison and free Astra. What? That's true. Gary told him that only Astra can turn Gwen back to his normal size. Tia is trying to convince him that it's a very, very bad idea and... Uh-oh. Gwen fainted. I guess you should put him back in his matchbox bed. This is not funny, Iris. Meanwhile, in the library... I get it, Alan. It's not easy on you. You got pulled out of the war, got reunited with older Gwen, got arrested, spent time in jail, and now that you're finally free, Gwen is tiny and you cannot cuddle just yet. It's a lot, but it's only temporary, you know? Um, let's talk this through, okay? In fact, let's go back to the kitchen and meet with the others. Why don't you talk to Quinn? Alan? No, wait, 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 wait. Stay here. Alan, don't go, please. Alan! How on earth am I supposed to tell the others that Alan left? Just as Tia was wondering how to break the news to the others, she heard a door opening in the distance and she felt relieved until she heard a familiar voice that wasn't Alan's. You British bastard, show yourself. You better got beer in your fridge or else. Tia ran to the kitchen to warn the others. Okay, okay. I have some good news and bad news. Bad news, Alan left the mansion. Don't worry. Gwen fainted already. By the time I drag Alan's cute ass back here, he won't have time to faint a second time. Good news, McRory is here. And who the hell are you lot? Who sent me this key and where are the legends? Mick had entered the kitchen and he threw the key on the table. Ali just had time to shield tiny Gwen in his matchbox with her hand. And who's Jiminy Cricket? He looks familiar. Tia and Iris stared at Ali, waiting for her to do the explaining. The legends have been arrested by the time police and locked in a time jail. I'm Ali. That's Tia and Iris. We tried to help the legends break out of jail, but it didn't exactly go according to plan. When do they ever? And still no beer! 
Gary and Gideon managed to escape, as well as Gwen Davis here, who was turned into a tiny version of himself by Astra. Okay, I've got the solution. We go back to the Wave Rider and blast our way to the rest of the legends. Easy. Actually, when Allie mentioned Gideon, she didn't mean that we got the Wave Rider. She meant Human Gideon. That's a new one. Yeah, Astra kind of turned AI Gideon into a real person. And she made this dude tiny? What's wrong with the witch? Damn, this guy really looks familiar. Try a beardo Constantine. With glasses. But that's not the issue here. It gets worse. It always gets worse, especially when the fridge is empty. Someone placed a bounty on the Legends to take Sarah and Ava's baby. What baby? Sarah and Ava's. Sarah is pregnant. Sarah is... I really need a beer. Mick left the kitchen briskly, and Gwen took a peek from behind Ali's fingers. He had been awoken by the keys thrown on the table and had listened to the conversation, obviously impressed by Mech's attitude. The scientist had already guessed that the man had been a member of the Legends, but he didn't know him by name. Yeah, that's Mick Rory, a retired Legend with quite a temper, but if we can convince him to stick around, he could be quite helpful. I agree. We need all the help we can get. Even the loud one. Yeah, I'll get Kati. We'll try to locate Gideon and Gary to tell them that Mick is here too. Weren't they supposed to do some research on how to make sure that the missing keys can't be used? Well, let's just say that they suddenly craved for some intimacy, if you know what I mean. Gwen pulled a face, remembering how he and the Legends had once stepped into the couple in that same mansion. Also... Who gave Mick a key to the mansion? It wasn't you? Nope. I see. I guess we have a new mystery on our hands, then. Did one of you tell Mick about Gary and Gideon? What about them? Mick had returned with a pack of beer, but Ali had dragged him in the library, leaving Iris and Gwen in the kitchen. They're together. As in, they are in a relationship. You've got to be kidding me, Gary and Gideon. As if on cue, Tia, Gary and Gideon entered in the library. Mick! Gary ran to Mick and hugged him. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see you too. Let go of me, now. It's nice to see you again, Mr. Rory. How's the family? They're good. Mm, you look hot in your human form. Astra did a good job. Gary, let me go now. No, I'm not letting you go anymore. I don't want to lose another legend. Let me go or else. No. This isn't going to end well. Should we intervene? I don't think that would be wise. Why are we whispering? Ah, that hurts. I warned you. Now, don't be a pansy in front of your girlfriend and have a beer with me. All is well that ends well. For now. Gideon, we need your help. Of course. What can I do for you? I need to trigger the visions to identify who placed the bounty on the legends. 
Tia suggested we try hypnosis, and I was wondering if you would agree to hypnotize me. I've never hypnotized anyone before. What makes you think I'll succeed? With your extended knowledge, I'm confident you can do it. Consider it an experience. While winners discover new technologies, you discover new human experiences. All right, I'm in. When do we try? As soon as you're ready. We should settle in a quieter room. You will both need to concentrate. We can't afford you to get distracted. Katya's right. Also, Gideon, did you or Gary give a key to the mansion to Mick? No, we didn't. Why do you ask? Mick is here because someone made sure he got a key, but he doesn't know who. Oh, and also, Alan left to try to free Astra. Alan left? How's Wayne taking it? He doesn't know yet. You haven't told Dr. Davies that Mr. Thomas left. Why? I don't want Gwen to worry. And more importantly, I don't want him to run after Alan. We need him here with us. I know that we will have to tell him eventually, but let's just focus on one problem at a time. Poor Wayne. I understand. Shall we settle on one of the bedrooms? I must say I'm quite excited about this new hypnosis experience. And I'm quite nervous about it. Everything will be fine. Tia and I won't leave your side. Meanwhile, in the kitchen... The answer is still no, Gwen. I understand that you want to say the legends, but like I said, my teleportation device is linked to my DNA. I won't let you study it. And no offence, but you can reproduce the process or the technology. But tell you what, you are the father of time travel, right? So why don't you invent teleportation? After all, you're a genius. Surely you can figure it out. Just don't expect me to lend you my device. Because it is not going to happen. So, Gary, tell me, what did I miss? Well, after you left... We kind of got stranded in 1925. What do you mean you kind of got stranded? Were you stranded or were you not? Another wave rider controlled by an evil Gideon showed up and destroyed ours. Astra used a spell to try and put the pieces all together, but she didn't succeed. I mean, she managed to save Gideon by turning her into a human Gideon. That's a lot. All I asked for was a yes or no answer. We decided to go to New York to meet the father of time travel, Dr. Gwyn Davies, who you have met earlier. Ah uh, yeah, fainting Jiminy Cricket dude. Anyway, we needed money for the trip. We, I mean, Sarah and Ava robbed a bank and- Wait, Sarah and Ava robbed a bank? We needed the money! They became the Bullet Blondes, and we eventually managed to reach New York. But- we kind of broke the timeline in the process. We got Hoover killed. Hoover? As in the President of the United States? How the hell did you... No, don't tell me, I don't want to know. It gets worse. Evil Gideon replaced him with a robot version that we hacked. But things didn't go as planned, and it caused Thomas Edison to die from a stroke! Wow, you really did mess things up back there. Are you comfortable, Miss Black? As comfortable as one can be, considering I'm about to be hypnotized. And possibly get a horrible vision. On the bright side, if you feel tired after the hypnosis session, you're already lying on a bed. All you have to do is take in a nap. Are we all ready? I'm all set. 
I'll record everything Ali says and take a few extra notes. And I'll stay here in case Ali needs someone to hold her hand if her vision gets too scary. You all sound awfully positive I will get a vision. All right, let's start. Miss Black, I want you to look at me and focus on my voice. Only on my voice. And what about Evil Gideon? That's where things got trickier. Evil Gideon created Legends robots that were tasked to correct the timeline. Hmm, basically fixing your mess. But in a less subtle way. When were we ever subtle? That's a fair point. Anyway, we managed to beat the robot versions of ourselves and get the Wave Rider back. We helped Gwyn save his boyfriend and ended up getting arrested by the Time Police. That almost sounds like an entire season of Legends of Tomorrow. It was an entire season of Legends of Tomorrow! Is Sally asleep? No, she may look asleep, but her mind is very conscious. How are you going to trigger a vision? Miss Black, I want you to focus on Sarah Lance and Ava Sharp. Someone is threatening their family and their baby to come. Who is it? Focus, Miss Black. The answer is within your grasp. It doesn't seem to be working. Yep, she looks very much asleep to me. It's very dark. I can't make much of it, but I don't recognize this place. It's working! <laughs> Gideon, you're a genius! I'm scared to describe what she's seeing. Miss Black, you see a lamp nearby, and you turn it on. It's perfectly safe. Can you describe what you see now? I'm in a decaying building. I, I think it's an old factory, but... There's nothing left to identify it. Everything is gone. I can hear voices nearby. Follow the sound of the voices. Try to locate them. We need to know who they are. There are two men in an office. They're having a heated conversation about the legends. They're plotting to hurt them and then time prison and... Ah! What has just happened? Miss Black? They saw me. They saw me. They know we're on to them. Gideon, wake her up. Miss Black, when I say that you're awake, you will wake up. You're awake. Oh, hey. Did it work? Why do you all look so worried? Don't you remember your vision? Uh, I remember being in an old place. It was a disused factory, I think, and there were two men having a meeting there. Do you recall what they looked like? You said they saw you. Hmm. Sadly, I, I don't. All I recall is they were turning their back on me. But they were wearing old-fashioned clothes, very similar to how Gwen dresses. That's already a good start. I'm afraid we didn't learn much from that vision. You did well, Ali. And you too, Gideon. For a first time, I would say that it's quite a success. What do we do now? Should we trigger another vision? No, I wouldn't recommend it. Not so soon after a session. For now, you rest, okay? And we'll try and decipher your vision. It'll be fun! Ali, may I have a word with you? Of course! Tia and Gideon are busy trying to decipher my vision. 
Gwyn is busy working on a new invention, but he wouldn't tell me what it is. And Mick and Gary are catching up on the latest events. It would seem that I have some free time on my hands. Is everything all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm simply worried about Gwyn. What about him? I know you said that it's best if he doesn't know that I left, but I believe that he deserves to know the truth. We shouldn't be keeping this from him. He loves Saul so much and he spends so much time trying to be reunited with him. Can you imagine the shock he will experience when he discovers that we chose not to tell him straight away? He will feel betrayed and there's a fair chance that he won't trust us anymore after that. I did think about that too. But like I said, I was afraid he would react badly and we needed to focus on the vision first. I know this sounds a bit insensitive. We are on the clock here. And furthermore, Alan is a grown adult who makes his own choices. He chose to leave without telling Gwen, and that was quite selfish. While I understand he wants Gwen back to his normal size, we're all trying to save the legends, and we need to work as a team. I feel bad for not telling Gwen, but I need to set priorities. We might think we're safe in John's mansion, but let's not fool ourselves. We're wanted by time police agents and bounty hunters. However, now that we have something to work on, as thin as this lead is, we can tell Gwen about Alan. I never intended on keeping him in the dark for longer than was necessary anyway. What a relief. Let's tell him together then. You don't need to do it alone. Wait, is this Saris we're hearing? She sounds quite upset. Yes, you're right. That's Iris's voice. I think she's with the boys. I think she's shouting at them. We better go check what's going on. Give it back to me, you thief. What are you talking about? I didn't steal anything. I wasn't talking to you, genius. I was talking to him. Hold your horses, lady. What are you accusing me of? She just called you a thief. I think she's accusing you of theft. What? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. Give it back to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Liar! Maybe you misplaced whatever you're missing? It happens to me all the time. I place something somewhere, then I can't remember where I put it. That's why I'm extra careful not to misplace my glasses, because I would be unable to change into my human form. Speaking of which, I never reverted to my real self! Would you like me to formally introduce myself to you? No. I want my teleporter back. I need it. Do you need to teleport somewhere in a hurry? That's not the point. Mick stole it from me. And I keep telling you that I didn't do it. I don't even know what it looks like. What makes you think Mick stole your device? Because he's a thief. A retired thief. Nonsense. Once a thief, always a thief. That's a bit... Rude. What's going on here? Mick stole my teleporter. I did not. I suggested that Iris might have misplaced her teleporter. I did not. Calm down, everyone. Let's talk this through quietly. Are you sure your teleporter was stolen? Positive. I never take it off. Thing is, it's not just a teleporter. I need it for other reasons. Then whoever took it from you must have been close enough from you to manage to pickpocket it. The only time I saw her, you girls were with us. And you were never within reach. 
And also, why would I steal your stupid teleporter in the first place? I wouldn't know how to use it anyway. Who had the means and the opportunity? Oh, this is fun! It's like a real-life game of Cluedo! You think being called a thief is fun? Try it. Gary's right. Iris, think carefully. Who would want your teleporter? And why? I still think she misplaced it. The tiny little devil. I told him I wasn't going to let him study my teleporter. Who are you talking about? My money is on fainting Jiminy Cricket. <gasps> Gwen? Gwen is the thief? When I'm done with him, he'll be sorry he stole from me in the first place. Why don't you let me deal with this? You're not in the right mindset. Plus, I need to talk to him about Alan. I'll get your transporter back. Okay. I'm still coming with you. Me too. Fine. But promise you'll let me do the talking. Please? Alright. I promise I won't make a scene. Okay, fine. Gwen was still in the kitchen. He had managed to build himself a tiny workshop, and he was buried so deep in his work that he didn't hear Ali enter until it was too late and she spotted Iris's device before he could hide it from her. So it was you who stole Iris's teleporter. Oh, Gwen. She made it clear that she didn't want you to study it. I know. But I thought that there might be a chance I could recreate the process and build a set of personal teleporters for all of us, with Gideon's help. Iris didn't want to hear about this. And therefore you thought it would be a good idea to steal the device from her? This was a terrible idea, Gwen. We're a team. We have to be able to trust each other. And that means no more stealing. And also, no more lying. I have something to confess. Alan left earlier today. What? No, that's not possible. Why would he leave? He was distraught, because Astra is the only one able to turn you back to your normal size. And he couldn't wait any longer. You're telling me that he left to try and free the legends? But that's insane. He will most probably get caught, or worse. Quinn's face crumbled, and he sat on a matchbox. All this for nothing. Now that he's all alone, without us to protect him, the Time Masters will send him back to his death and therefore restore the timeline. I... We did all this in vain. I was right from the start. Alan and myself weren't meant to be together. Please don't say that, Gwen. There's still hope. But we all need to work together. He's right, Gwen. I'm sorry I refused to let you study my device. But I was scared. My powers can be quite overwhelming, and this device helps me keep them in check. I was afraid you might tamper with the technology and break it. Also, Mick, for what it's worth, I apologize for calling you a thief. Iris and Mick had followed Ali in the kitchen, but had remained in the background as promised. We're good. Besides, I was a legendary thief. Next time, just don't jump to conclusions, got it? Yeah, yeah. Don't judge a book by its cover. I get it. What now? Now you study my device and we'll try to find a way to clone it for others to use. I don't think I will be able to do that, Miss Iris. You were right. This technology is way beyond my understanding. Bugger! 
Let's hope that Tia and Gideon were successful in deciphering my vision. Iris, would you mind telling us a bit more about your powers? We pretty much know nothing about you. Right, but you have to promise that you won't freak out. Especially you, Gwen. Eureka! We got it! Miss Black, you know where your vision took place. Gideon, your timing. I know, right? It sucks. Oh, come on now, Mr. Rory. I came bearing good news. Yeah, yeah. But it's true. We came up with the theory about Ali's vision. I thought that you cracked it. That's what Gideon said. I may have been a little bit overexcited. Please tell me it's going to help us protect the legends. Well, the thing is, uh, we're still dealing with stuff from Season 7. What does that even mean? You probably all remember, except you, Mr. Rory, that Evil Me replaced Mr. Hoover and Mr. Edison with robot versions of themselves. Ah, yes, the president. What president? Gary told me that the president got killed and replaced with a robot. (gasps) I did no such thing! Yeah, you did. You told me that Hoover got killed and replaced with a robot. Yeah, but, uh, a little help here, guys? (laughs) We'll explain it later. Gideon, Tia, what about my vision? We know that Robot Hoover was destroyed, but as far as we can tell, Robot Edison was still around when the Legends got arrested. And considering that he thinks that he is the real deal, he would hold a grudge against the Legends. Also, he probably realized that Gwyn's invention would change the world. And more importantly, he realized who the Legends are. Time travelers. Him being a robot made him immortal, since other me wasn't around to turn off his switch, so to speak. Wow, ladies, that sounds like a science fiction novel. Not one I'd write, but a science fiction novel. There you are all. Look, I finished crocheting with blanket. Who cares about Gwyn's blanket? I would hope that Dr. Davies does. Miss Black, are you all right? The blanket. I see it. Gwyn is hidden under it. He's trying to approach the robot Edison discreetly. Focus, Miss Black. Where is this taking place? In the old factory? What old factory? Shush, Mr. Rory. Don't distract Miss Black. No. It's in the time prison. Edison has activated some sort of portal. He's carrying something. No. He's carrying someone. He's carrying Sarah Lance. I see Mick and Iris. They're there, too. I understand it now. They're trying to cause a distraction so that Gwyn can reach for Robot Edison and deactivate him. Oh my god, this is so intense! And so dangerous. And so brave. Oh. You had another vision, Ellie. But where were we? Why weren't we with Win, Iris, and Meek? I don't like this. We should check what we found out about the old factory. If a portal is involved, I bet that's where it is. Which means that we can track it down. Gideon, Tia, Ali, and Katie left the room, leaving Iris, Mick, Gwen, and Gary behind. So, Gwen is the key. Do you think what I'm thinking? Yeah, I think so. Let's grab Connie, Gwen, and off we go. 
Before Gwen could even react, Iris grabbed him and the tiny blanket made by Cathy, placing them both in her jacket's pocket. What are you doing? Isn't it obvious? You kidnapped Gwen! Help! Help! Mick and Iris have kidnapped Gwen! Shoosh! No, I won't keep silent! Help! We better get going. Help! Help! Whoa, 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 Gary, stop screaming, we're here. What is happening? Yes, you scared the hell out of us, Gary. It's Mick and Iris! What about them? Are they alright? Did they fight again? They kidnapped Gwen! What? what? They kidnapped Gwen! Yes, yes, we heard you the first time, Gary. But why did they kidnap him? I think they're going to try and save the legends. And that's why none of us were in my vision. They're literally making it happen. Is that good or not? Well, since we don't know what happens next in Ali's vision, I would say I don't know. Mech was following Iris as they were running inside the mansion up to the attic. Tucked in Iris' pocket, Gwen was holding Katty's blanket, trying to keep his balance. And how do you propose we go to the time prison? You can't exactly teleport us there. No, but I have an idea. I'm going to hijack the mansion's key. Hijack the mansion's key? What can learn? Iris pulled out a wire from one of her pockets and connected it to her teleportation device. Then she attached the other part to the key. Fishing in her pocket again, she retrieved a pen-shaped device that emitted a blue light and a buzzing sound when she activated it over the wire. Are you Mary Poppins' sister? Who? Never mind. Get ready and go! Iris used the key on the attic's door and opened it to the time prison. Both Mick and Iris rushed through it and quickly took cover behind some crates as Robert Edison turned around. Satisfied when he saw nothing suspicious, he turned his attention to the person he was talking to. Both men were standing in front of what looked like a portal to another time or another dimension. I'll be damned. Yeah, that's one cool bottle. I was talking about the other dude. Ah, yes. Him. What are we going to do? We need to act quickly. You know, make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan, go off the rails, throw away the plan. No? Okay. Let's go. Let's figure something out. I have an idea. We're all ears. I'm not sure it will work, though. Oh, come on. Enough with the suspense, Gideon. All right, all right. Miss Black... I'm going to hypnotize you again, but this time I will guide your vision. Am I the only one who didn't understand what this is for? I will guide Miss Black's vision, have her use the mansion's key. And hopefully the magic of the mansion will connect to Ali's mind and the door will open to the time prison. That's clever. Let's do it. What now? Now we execute the plan. You mean we make Ali's uh, vision happen? Yep. That's the plan. All right, Gwen, now it's your turn to shine. Miss Black, can you tell me where you are? I'm in the time prison. In a corridor. And you're heading towards the location of Robot Edison? Yes. He's behind that door, I remember. 
Miss Black, I want you to use this key to open the door. Come on, let's all hold hands and focus on the time person, okay? Maybe it will boost Alice's vision and the mansion's key. Great idea! You've got to be kidding me. I'm glad to see you too, Mick. Um, guys, I think we just got spotted. Also, isn't Bishop supposed to be dead? What do legends do when everything seems doomed to fail? They improvise together. And as we were facing Robot Edison and Bishop, we did improvise. We knew that we had to get Edison and Bishop out of the way while some of us would go save the legends. Gary and I lured them out of the room while Gideon, Katie, and Tia went to free the legends. It was quite exciting! A little scary, too, because as soon as we stepped out of the room, alarms went off and prison guards started chasing us. But they also started chasing Robert Edison and Bishop, who in turn were chasing Mick and Gary. This became very confusing for everyone, and of course we legends took advantage of the situation. I started releasing prisoners randomly, adding to the confusion. While I stayed with Iris and Gwyn, who disabled the portal. We didn't simply disable it. We made sure to collect every bit of technology that we considered important and useful. We did manage to free the rest of the legends, including Alan who had been arrested shortly after his attempt to free Astra. They were all very happy to see us, and quite proud of us. But time was of the essence, and the reunion was cut short when Robert Edison and Bishop started becoming violent towards prison guards. Time police agents were called as backup, and we had to make a run for it. Again! And we escaped! We did it! Hmm, I wonder if by freeing some random prisoners I broke the timeline. Eh. That's a question for another day. As soon as everyone was gathered, we didn't waste any time. And all of us went back to John Constantine's mansion in the pocket dimension. Speaking of pockets, Gwen traveled for the last time in mine. Because as soon as we reached the mansion, Astra turned him back to his normal size. And he was finally reunited with Alan. It was so cute seeing them hug. So much, in fact, that we all joined to hug them. Best group hug ever. But then we had to face the consequences of what we'd done. The legends were fugitives, and Ali, Iris, Tia, and Katie were now considered accomplices. We had to make decisions. I volunteered to get Sarah and Ava to my time period in the future, so they could bring up their daughter safely. Time masters are not welcome in my time period. Sari, Astra, Spooner, and Berkrat decided to take their chances and resume the life they had chosen when they retired the first time hoping that the Time Master would leave them be, now that the Wave Rider was definitely out of the picture. Gary and I decided to stick around a bit longer with Ali, Katie, Iris, and Tia. As for Gwyn and Alan, Alan wanted to settle in 1925 in Wales with Gwyn. And they did. Sort of. By the way, Robot Edison and Bishop are still stuck in the time prison. And if you're wondering if Booster Gold was one of the random prisoners who got released by Mick, the answer is... Hell no. The end! Or is it? You know, happy endings are cool and all, but I think I'm going to miss time traveling. Me too. Me three. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Then by all means, 
Let me rebuild my time machine, and let's go on new adventures.